Let us pray. Grant, O Lord, that because we have met together here today, life may grow greater for those who have lost faith in it, simpler for those who are confused by it, more secure for those who would escape it, happier for those who may be tasting the bitterness of it, safer for those who are feeling the peril of it, more friendly for those who are feeling the loneliness of it, and holier for all, to whom life may have lost its dignity, its beauty, and its meaning. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. I've been asking myself a question, the same question, all week. From what does God need protecting? Think about it. From what does God need protecting? Psalm 103 tells us that God forgives all our sins and heals all our infirmities. That God redeems our lives from the very grave and crowns us with mercy and loving kindness. That God satisfies us with good things. That God will execute righteousness and judgment for all who are oppressed. That the Lord is full of compassion and mercy slow to anger and of great kindness. What a generous and all-encompassing God. So from what does God need protecting? In our epistle to the Hebrews, you have not come to something that can be touched, but you have come to Mount Zion, and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to innumerable angels in festal gathering, and to the assembly of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven, and to the God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of the righteous made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant. We are told that our God is in fact a consuming fire, how cosmic. And what does this cosmic God need protecting from? In our portion from Isaiah, if you remove the yoke from among you, the pointing of the finger, the speaking of evil, if you offer your food to the hungry, and satisfy the needs of the afflicted, then your light shall rise in the darkness, and your gloom be like the noonday. The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your needs in parched places and make your bones strong. You will be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters never fail. In fact, the very ancient ruins shall be rebuilt. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations. You shall be called the repairer of the breach, 
the restorer of streets to live in. What a renewing and life-giving God. And I ask again, what does that God need protecting from? And in our gospel, and just then there appeared a woman with a spirit that had crippled her for 18 years. She was bent over and was quite unable to stand up straight. When Jesus saw her, he called her over and said, Woman, you are set free from your ailment. When he laid his hands on her, immediately she stood up straight and began praising God. This God who stands up to the powers of the world, this God who makes the bent straight, from what does this God need protecting? What starts as a desire to be in love and communion with God can so quickly and easily turn into barriers for others. This was certainly true of the leader of the synagogue. And I wonder, is it true for us too? We read in and heard in our reading from Isaiah how important God believes the Sabbath to be. That God holds the Sabbath as something to be treasured and honored and respected and obeyed. And the leader of the synagogue believes this and knows it to be true. And when Jesus heals a woman on the Sabbath, the leader of the synagogue says only what he knows to be true. But do we put barriers up to separate people from God? Do we lose focus of what these holy commandments of God are meant to do. Beloveds, let us never forget that when we gather together in this holy place, that what we do here and what we say here is centered in the power and love of God. Not our power, not our might, not our wishes or commands, not our tradition, but God's. Let us never forget that when we wear the label Christian, that we clothe ourselves in Christ, and we are walking mirrors for others to see Christ in themselves when they see us. In Christ, we clothe ourselves in compassion, grace, mercy, and love. Should we fail to reflect this in our lives, if we fail to be people of compassion and grace and mercy and love, 
then we fail to reflect Christ. From what does our God need protecting? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. God does not need us to protect God. But the world, the world does need us to show the love that Christ has for all the world. So let us not stumble over the details. For all that is holy, may we cease to be petty. The minutiae, the small things, those societal rights and wrongs of this world, do not let those get in the way of showing Christ to those that you meet, those that you live with, those that you encounter online, and those that you are in real life community with. The bent woman was set free from her bondage. May we too be released from the bondage of our cultural and political and liturgical and theological rightness and stand tall, stand tall in the love and power of God. May we actually trust that God is our protector and not the other way around. Amen. <laughs>